Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. Everybody, it is I, the WTP, the man with the witty repartee, the KDOC, that's King of DC Media. Tonight's guest is Steve Blackwood, who played Bart Biederbeck on the daytime soap Days of Our Lives. He's got a new book out. And he also teaches at his own company called the Masterclass Company. He's appeared on TV shows like Judging Amy and movies like Machine Gun Preacher. He hails from Newburyport, Massachusetts. Let me bring Steve on in. Let me bring him on in. Hey, Steve, how are you doing this evening? Good, William. How are you? Fantastic, fantastic. Man, I'm so excited to have you on the show tonight. Well, it's great to be it's great to be on the show, and uh, I'm, I'm, uh, it's, a, it's my pleasure to be talking to you. Absolutely, absolutely. So you got some uh, fall foliage up there in Massachusetts. How's the weather oh, up there? The, uh, well, it's funny that you say that. The foliage has been great, but then two days ago, we got hit by, uh, you know, to make a long story short, I moved to Newburyport by way of Detroit, by way of Los Angeles, but I have never seen, and I've only been here about a year with my family, but we have a nor'easter that hit us, William. A yeah. Tremendous storm, tremendous wind, 60-mile-an-hour winds, and so it's my first thing, and it's relentless, and it's kind of uh, stopped a little bit tonight, but when you ask how the weather is, it's it's been, I mean, I love the rain. But I, I'm uh, amazed at at uh, what when the, when a nor'easter hits the east coast, boy, it's the east coast. So we're we're bombarded by it right now. Oh yeah, yeah, it's getting that time of year. Okay, so man, tell me about your new book, uh, the Steve Blackwood Sessions. It's the Steve Blackwood Sessions, and uh, what what happened is that, is that I I was I, I used to take acting classes. Uh, with Uta Hagen in New York. That's where I got my, my acting start, studying with her. And Milton Katsalas in L.A., two legendary teachers, wonderful acting teachers, and my mentors. And I learned a lot from them. And I also learned a lot about doing 10 years on the soap opera and doing various movies and TV shows, by the ones that you just mentioned. But the, but the biggest thing was uh, I started teaching myself in Detroit about four years ago and my own classes, which turned into master classes and indeed my master class company. 
And what I what I was teaching my students was what I learned from Milton Katsalas and Uta Hagen in New York was uh, the basics of, of acting, uh, the who, what, who am I, where am I, what do I want, how do I get it, what's my obstacle. And and also, I know a lot of your listeners aren't actors, but that those are those are the basics. It's based on the Stanislavski system, and right. um, and also my experience on camera, uh, doing Days of Our Lives and doing various shows and doing a lot of stage plays. So I I would talk to students during my critique, give them notes, and I thought a lot of their uh, the dialogue that we had was interesting. So. What we did was we put the dialogue that I had with students, their responses, how, what notes I was giving them, questions and answers, into the book. So I write a little bit about my history on days and how I got to be an actor, but most of the book is is uh, dialogue with the students. Uh, they do a scene for me, and I critique it, and we have a, we have a dialogue. Uh, and, and that's why the book is called The Steve Blackwood Sessions. It uh, encapsulates my uh, experience teaching the students and actually, word by word, you know, gives the dialogue that we talk, that we said in class in the book. <clears throat> yeah. Huh. That puts me in mind of uh, Meisner's book. Now, you said something about interesting about uh, Uta Hagen, and then there was also uh, Lee Strasberg, and they kind of had a different uh, interpretation of uh, Stanislavski. Stanislavski. It seems like they had a different way of looking at his teaching. Talk a little bit more about well, that. I, I, uh, I, I, you know, I, I didn't seem all that different to me. I mean, it's okay. the, the similarities are that. I mean, Strasberg is the method, which is which is an offshoot of, of uh, Stanislavski, and Uta Hagen kind of does her own version of the method. Uta's clay, in Uta's case, you don't necessarily, for instance, in the Meisner or in the uh, uh, Lee Strasberg thing, like a, a student of his, uh, let's say Paul Newman, uh, would would actually be on a chain gang uh, before he, he shot Cool Hand Luke. So you actually, wow. you know, literally, literally live that part. Yeah, and, and that's that's the method, and that's Strasberg, and that's great. And Uta, you know, I mean, she didn't go to that extreme. She encouraged that, but you didn't necessarily... You know, have to have to actually live, live it. You can you can borrow from life. You can perhaps even uh, uh, a person that you know who's a lawyer. You can play a lawyer and use their use their uh, how they walk and how they talk and all and all that. And you don't necessarily have to be a lawyer to play a lawyer. But it's all basically the same thing. Is 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 this? Is that what would I do, Steve Blackwood? Let's say what would I do in the given circumstances of a scene, i.e., if I was playing a lawyer, uh, how would I, you know, how would I go about being a lawyer? And what I, I what I would do is I'd go down to the courtroom. I did play a lawyer in a play. And I would, like, watch them and from the character in the play. So I didn't have to actually be a lawyer, not a chain gang, if you will. But, right, but right. Similarities. I think there's a whole lot of do is we look at life. One of my models yeah. in class is what we what we play is life is a Louis Armstrong quote. And that's kind of what I do. We with life, we look at the truth in life and we try to bring Yeah. Absolutely. You still there? 
Hello? Yeah. Yeah, kind of breaking up a little bit. Okay, so okay. um, so tell me, how did the master class company come about? I think you're breaking up a little bit there, Steve. Hello? Okay, you're kind of breaking up a little bit there. Uh-oh, he dropped. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can recall him, folks. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Thank Vince. Okay, I cannot call out. Okay, we got a uh, technical difficulty there, so we'll just wait for speed. Okay, here he is again. Okay. Hey, now, can you hear me now? Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Okay, so then, so what's the, um, oh, how did the Masterclass company come about? Well, the Masterclass company, I was teaching two Masterclasses, and we decided uh, instead of waiting around for uh uh, you know, casting directors to call us in, or agents to, to call us. We, you know, we wanted we wanted to do work amongst ourselves, so we created a company and to try to produce films and TVs and plays with the same actors that are in the in the classes. Now, for instance, uh, coming up in Boston, I'm going to do a talk show uh, called the Steve Blackwood Show. That 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 uh, that the Boston Network News or BNN is letting me use their studio to do, and I'm using okay. one of my actors, two of my actors from my master class to be a special guest on the show, playing comedic characters with me reacting to them, me kind of like a John Stewart uh, talk show host. But I'm going to okay. play myself. But but the characters that I'm going to play are my actors, and so that's just one of the projects that we're developing. We do showcases. Uh, with our actors, uh, plays uh, in at, at our own theater. So instead of waiting around for the call, if you will, we're trying to create our own projects uh, through the masterclass students and the technique that that they're learning from me, which is an offshoot of what I learned from Uda and Mill. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's go back to uh, Days of Our Lives. So uh, going back to that show you were on from... Uh, 99 to 2007. So talk a little bit, not only about your character, but what was some of the fan reaction you got from uh, when you were on Days of Our Lives? Well, I started off, it's so funny, I started off doing uh, one-day roles, bit roles, you know, day players, if you will, on, uh-huh. on the show because a, a casting director saw me do a play. She liked me you know, doing play that she saw and so she she uh, cast me in doing these one line roles and whatever and so finally it came up where I was going to do a three day part as this bumbling uh, not even a bumbling he was just written as a minion to uh, Stefano Demera Joe Muscola and Bart Bart Spiderbeck uh-huh. and um, I, I I did it and the three days went longer they were, the three days ended up being a ten day role and I ended up uh, my my first love is comedy. I love it. I, my heroes are Jack Lemmon, Cary Grant, Peter Sellers, and so yeah. I. Well, let's let's. I'll do this character, but but maybe he's a he's a he's a, a minion or a, a, you know a, a one of these assistants that maybe doesn't have the he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> and so I made him a comedic character gradually, and the writers started picking up on that and started writing Bart as a comedic character and so the three day role uh, ended up being on ten years on the on the show so to oh. tempt um to tempt to perm if you if if you will but 
It was all because yeah. I wanted to, I want, I took a character that was sort of two-dimensional, you know, yes sir, no sir type, and I made him uh, into more of a uh, human, you know, he doesn't, let's say he goes to try to kill somebody and can't find his gun, things like that. Um, so <laughs> it's uh, hilarious stuff like that. And so that's that's the way I I I, I looked at it. I, I I tell this to my students all the time. It's my teaching is that, uh, you know, bring yourself to the role. What are you good at? What's what's your forte? And mine was comedy, so I wanted to I wanted to bring some humor uh, into it onto on the on the soap opera. And I'll be darned if it didn't didn't work out. Not a lot of people were doing comedy then or now on soap opera, but I, w- I wanted to uh, to see how it. Uh, it worked, and the fans seemed to really catch on and, and identify with the ineptness of this of this character Bart. So I, I I loved it. But the main thing is 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 to personalize your role. What are you good at, and and how can you how can you take a a, a role that's written two dimensions and make it three dimensional and make it your own, personalize it. So that's what I did with Bart. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a real challenge. That's uh, it's almost like you kind of co-created the role. You didn't just sit back and just take what was given to you. You actually took something and was able to make it into something three-dimensional. Exactly, because if I gave it what was given to me, I would have been, I'd have been off the show. But then, you know, yes yeah. or no, <laughs> do that. You know what I mean? So I, I made it so they, I, I became invaluable, if I will, or at least to, to, yeah, to the show. Indispensable. Make it indispensable. Yeah. Yeah. How many pages uh, did you have to memorize a day on the show? Sometimes it was a lot. Sometimes it was like, I don't know, 10 to 15 pages, sometimes 20. And then uh-huh. it was one or one or two pages or three pages. It all it all depends on, on what story they were doing. But to, to uh, knock out that myth, to shoot down the myth on the soap opera, for the most part, we get we get the scripts like two two weeks in advance. Uh, certainly, no more, no no less than ten days in advance. So we get a pretty. Oh, good. Okay. We have a little bit of time. Yeah. It's not like we're getting the lines of you know ten pages of dialogue and, and you know and, and that night and then you got to memorize the next day. Sometimes it happens where they rewrite and you do you have memorized fast. But on the whole, no, we have we have a oh, lot more time than people do. Think of it, you know, to memorize our role and to do our blocking. And with regard to the fan reaction, um, I used to go to events, you know, fan events, days events, and meet the, the fans. And I have never seen a more rabid group, people who really believe in your <laughs> character so much they come up to me and they're angry. I mean, they're physically angry. They're, they're, they're saying, you kidnapped Bo. Why'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> and they get really mad at me, and I kept saying, "No, it's not me. It's the char- it's the it's just it's the writing. It's the character." And I'm Steve Blackwood, but they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't believe me. They sort, they, you know, I mean, they wasn't like they were psychopaths, but they were definitely rabid. Let's, I'll say the word rabid. You know, they they believe in the story. They 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 identify very strongly with their favorite characters, and they don't like them to. You messed with with the bad guys, and I was a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> How long was your uh, typical day on the set of days of, your, of our lives? How how long? Oh, I'll give you a typical yeah, example. You you get you get to the set maybe at seven a.m. 
uh-huh. and uh, maybe a little earlier, and you and you start to get your they go to the makeup room, and you start to get your makeup on, and then they call you into uh, on the set of that you were working on that day to do what's known as a dry block, and that's uh-huh. going over the move, going over your moves. Uh, camera for camera blocking uh, in the morning and that, that you're going to tape later on uh, that night or that day uh, on the set and uh, so you're you're learning your lines sort of and you're and you're learning your blocking and then you come back when they call you on the set and they expect you to you know to to perform and then you what what I used to do was I get my blocking and, and my lines and I I rehearse it. You know, and sometimes I'd get together with my the actor, that fellow actor like Tail Penglass, for instance, who played uh, Tony Demera, and we right. just go over and over the the scene again and again uh, with the di- you know practice our dialogue, practice our moves, and so that we'd be, you know, we'd we'd not have to think about that so much, and actually maybe have a real moment or two on 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 the set, you know, on on, on camera. Yeah. Very technical, and you really got to. Know what what camera's on? It's the little red light that goes on, and you know that's on. But you you know you you have to be aware of the camera at all times and still be in character. Very difficult job. Very oh, yeah. very rewarding. I'm yeah. sorry, Wayne. Because you know what? Because I think the criticism of, of some soap uh, soaps is that the sort of uh, the cues aren't picked up quick enough, and they're there's a show, Tyler Perry has a show, uh, it's a nighttime soap, and then some people will say, well, it's sort of stilted, it's sort of, you know, and I think maybe that's why, because there is, it is very technical. you gotta, yeah. you got to keep working it, yeah. you got to, yeah, you got to you got to really know where, the, you know, your, your moves are, and you go to pick up the phone here and do the dialogue here, and you go over there, and, you, and, you, and all this time you're trying to be real and truthful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. At the same time, but you've got to be there's so so much to do, and with soap operas, um, especially these days, from what I hear, uh, you don't get. I, I mean, a lot of times I've done takes where my my mistakes were in there because they move on really fast. We don't we don't we don't have the luxury of like a movie where you get to right. do it like thirty t- takes or forty takes. I mean, we literally do one or two, maybe three takes, and right. and then we move on, and then that's it. You know what I mean? Because they got to what they're doing, William, is they're trying to shoot one show, sometimes two, in one day, and, yep. which is crazy. I mean, when you think, to give it, to put it in perspective, I mean, you take a, a nighttime show like The Good Wife, for instance, or something like that, they take a week and a half to two weeks to to, to do one episode. We're doing it in one day. It's, you know what I mean? Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's like it's the pressure's on. It's almost like doing live theater because you got to get it right almost the first or second time, and then if you, if you don't, then you're going to have to live with your mistakes on, on you know, on, on television the next day. Wow, yeah, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. Yeah, there's a lot okay, of pressure. Okay, I want to switch gears to the movie industry, Hollywood. Uh, what was there, talk about your role on uh, Machine Gun Preacher. Well, that was that was interesting. I did. Uh, 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 Gerard Butler was the uh, the lead in the in, in the movie, and I came in. Here's an interesting thing: I always tell this story to my students that I came in to, to read for a preacher. Uh, as a scene earlier in the movie, a couple of scenes, 
And the director looked at me and took one look at me and he says, no, he's Viennese. He goes, no, see, that's, that's not what I want you to do. I want you to play, uh, I want you to do this banker. I said, banker? Mm-hmm. I haven't even looked at it. He goes, well, here's the script. And I said, well, can I go out in the hallway and look at it? He goes, no, just go ahead and read it. So I literally did the coldest of cold reads, they call it, where literally, I mean, reading the copy as we speak, I mean, just like the, for the first time and trying to make choices, you know, real, truthful acting choices. Well, yeah. And and, and, I, and he loved it. So we, we did that and uh, we filmed it in Detroit. And uh, uh, what was what, the great part about that scene, if you see the scene, it's Jerry Butler's uh, character trying to get uh, some uh, money from this banker to help his kids in, uh, in Africa. And I'm turning down his loan. And so uh, we had the script, and, and Jerry said, now let's, let's uh, I, I want to say this. No, I want to say that. I want you to, me to say this and you to say that. So we basically changed all the writing and uh, and kind of almost improv that scene, and we overlapped. And, uh, I mean, we, were, we had the dialogue more or less, but we definitely had freedom to, to really react and be in the moment, which was wonderful. Uh, yeah. I, wow. I, I loved it. You know, Jerry was 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 a stickler about trying to get it real and get it, get it that way, and so we we basically changed the whole thing. Now, the one thing I want to mention about the soap that relates to that is that so he, we were basically writing the script ourselves, and the writer was there, so he approved. And on days of our lives, they they let me many times take the dialogue and change it and and write. Uh, you know, write more one-liners and write more stuff in it or add to it. And they, they gave me freedom to do that. And I made sure that the other actor knew the changes, the director and the cameraman. So I was kind of co-creating the character of Bart on days. And that was wonderful. And I kind of was co-creating this part of the banker with Jerry. Yeah. You know, we were just, you know and it was, it's like, it's great when you get that kind of freedom to try to, to write the words in your own uh, language or the way you would speak. So, and they let me do that in both cases. Yeah, that's that's a real blessing to be able to do that. That's, that's it was great. great. So I'm gonna go, yeah, I'm going to go to the early 90s. I'm going to back up a little further in time. So uh, you were, I think one of your first series was uh, Quantum Leap. So how did, how did you get that gig? When I was in Los Angeles in Milton Gonzalez's class at the Beverly Hills Playhouse, we would, he would encourage um, writers, directors, other producers, people in the industry to come and watch the actors in class. Um, so not only were there actors in class, but there were some Hollywood movers and shakers in there as well, and I, I was doing pretty well in class. My scenes were good, so Quantum Leap was, was because Rob Bowman was the director who also went on to do X-Files, was uh, sitting in the uh, audience as, as a student, and he watched my work, and he liked it, and he cast me as uh, as a bad guy, another bad guy in, uh, in Quantum Leap. So I got most of my early jobs, including Dr. Quinn and... Uh, and a couple of other roles based on the fact that the director, Victor Lobo is a director who was in class, and it, it just, they were the industry people that were in class that saw my work. So my recommendation to actors is to not only get in a good acting class, but make sure that it's connected. You know, you got to schmooze. you got to, 
you got to, like, get to know people in the industry, and that's a great way to do it if they're in the class and they're seeing your work. How cool is that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Those workshops are great. Okay, yeah. so uh, we're down to about uh, about four and a half minutes. So uh, okay. you, sing a, you sing a little bit. So talk a little bit about uh, where we can hear your, your jazz releases. You can go to Steve Blackwood for – you can see my videos, you can listen to my music, and you can buy my music at all at www.steveblackwood.com. You can also buy my book, The Steve Blackwood Sessions, which is nine ninety nine, also at steveblackwood.com. It's also at Selected Barnes & Nobles, one in Framingham, Massachusetts, a uh, couple in Detroit. But basically, uh, it's uh, – and, and it was with uh, Amazon, but we're not with Amazon anymore. We're, it's, it's, we're selling great by selling it through our own auspices. So go to Steve Blackwood, com and buy the book and buy the CDs. Um, and also I was on a national CD called Jazz Baby, uh, where I did some sw- a swinging version of On Top of Old Smokey, <laughs> uh, children's version. And it was it was on a compilation, of, a celebrity compilation. So Sybil Shepherd was on it, Megan Mullally, Dr. John, Billy, Billy Preston, myself. And so we all did children's songs. And that's on, that's on a Casablanca label in New York. But my my records, uh, the best of Steve Black with the Steve, uh, and I don't worry about a thing. Those records are on uh, on uh, www.steveblackwood.com, and uh, I love singing just as much as acting. Uh, it's it is acting to me. You're inhabiting a story. You know, you're telling a story. With right, is that? So, yeah, it's it's great. And jazz, especially, what I do is. If you're in the moment and it's going great, then this then it sort of carries you into moment to moment, you know, uh, 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 kind of a, a melody the same way a, a good scene will take you moment to moment if you're really listening into, into new places. And that they, if you like my, I say to my students, if you surprise yourself, you'll surprise the audience and you'll you'll uh, you'll please the audience. And that's what it's all about: uh, being in the moment. Being in okay, the moment, so either singing or acting. Absolutely. So we're down to about uh, two and a half minutes. So uh, what's next? What's coming up next? Well, what's next is that we're going to do this TV show where hopefully it's going to be a regular thing called the Steve Blackwood Show where I'm going to be a talk show host interviewing comedic characters a la, uh, you know, Steve, what Steve Allen used to in the old days and what John Stewart does a little bit now and uh, that's that's coming up. We're also developing. Uh, I'm I've got two scripts that I'm developing comedic scripts. One's a takeoff on on uh, extreme home makeover uh, about the behind the scenes uh, shenanigans that go on behind this the show where everybody cries at the end. But there's more to it than that. There's some Hollywood weasels <laughs> involved that are kind of orchestrating <laughs> orchestrating this. So I'm writing a screenplay about that called House of Dreams, and I'm also uh, uh, writing another uh, uh, pilot that uh, I can't divulge right now, but, and auditioning, uh, continuing to audition for movies. We have, uh, we just had a Johnny Depp movie, Black Mass, filmed here. Uh, I was just up for a Martin Scorsese project. Uh, I hope I, hope I get that, and so we got Boston is becoming 
what Detroit was before they took away the tax, that tax incentives is a really nice place for an actor to uh, get some work and also for me to teach acting. So uh, that's, right. that's what's going up, coming up for me, William. All right, Steve. Well, it was great to have you on the show. I'll definitely have you on again. Good. Uh, well, thank you. It was it was great, and uh, a big hug to all your listeners. And it was a ball tonight, and, and have a great night, sir. Okay. Hey. Good night, and best of luck to you. Thanks, William. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. And my dear listeners, let me leave you with this quote from the great Michael Caine. I'm a skilled professional actor. Whether or not I have any talent is beside the point. Right. <laughs>